Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we, we probably should announce our conference coming up sometime. September 17th and 18th at um, Valley Shepherd Church in Meridian. We have two speakers, Dr. Terry Johnson and Dr. Bob Godfrey. And we are. Are you on a first? Are you on a Bob? You know, level with him. You can call him Bob. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you, you don't call him Bob. No, I call him Robert. I no, don't know him. Okay. So no, no. Bob and I are very tight. Um, you've distracted me. <laughs> Sorry. Funny how that happens. That's my function. The theme of our conference is "Be Thou My Vision." It's on worship, um, and they're presenting um, four different topics and a question and answer. They're all an alliteration. And I'm not sure if I remember them all. The call to worship, the challenges to worship, the comfort of worship, and content. the content of worship. In that order. Probably not. No, but close. Well, uh, we, I think. Oh, so go to ReformationBoise.com yes, and, and register. get more information and to register. Yep. Yep. It's going to be a fun, fun conference. Okay. So I, th- I think we're wrapping up our series on Christian patriotism today. We, we understand that the 4th of July just took place, but uh, we wanted to give a Christian perspective on, on patriotism. By the way, uh, just as a, as a plug, the Bible speaks to every single thing in our life. Um, it doesn't only speak to the religious part of our life. There's a doctrine for every single thing that we as humans experience. So if you want to Catch any of our past broadcasts, just subscribe to The Gospel for Life at wherever you subscribe to podcasts, you'll find it. So today we're just going to contrast between kind of a healthy patriotism and an unhealthy patriotism. And the good news is this is Learn a New Word Day. Mm. So we have our guest wordologist <laughs> with us. Well, I was... Is wordology <laughs> Make up a word day. Too. Oh, it's also so, make up a word. Just, just so the listeners know what on earth these these guys are talking about. Um, we don't even know what we're talking about. When when we were off when we were off the air, I used the word jingoism uh, to contrast with a healthy patriotism, and uh, these guys had never heard the word uh, jingoism before. Uh, but I know all of our listeners have, and. Uh, <laughs> Jingoism refers to an excessive patriotism, and especially a warlike and uh, and aggressive uh, patriotism. It's an old word that's that's been around in in American parlance for a while. But I, I think, uh, like like a lot of virtues, first of all, let me say, patriotism is a virtue. Patriotism is is and can be and should be a Christian virtue, appropriate love of country. And there's a, there's a danger on, on either extreme. Uh, one extreme that we've already talked about is to hold 
country in contempt, and we see that a lot today, to be ungrateful for all that all that country that America has has given you, and to hold America in contempt and see nothing but fault, see nothing but flaws in America. That's one extreme, uh, and to uh, instead of loving America, to hold it in contempt. Uh, then on the other extreme would be, and that's I think this is what we're going to address today, uh, is the blind uh, kind of patriotism uh, that's... Uh, is unthinking that, and is un-informed, um, ill-informed. Uh, yeah, that, that, tur- that turns country into an idol. Yeah. yeah, my country right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe one example from history. Uh, this is... Uh, from from Edwards's theology on on patriotism, he, he talked about how the Romans um, considered love to their country to be the highest of all virtues, and to the extent that Roman citizens were employed for the destruction of the rest of mankind. So w- when no, that's when, very jingoistic. What's that? That's very jingoistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. exactly right. <laughs> and of course, we we saw the example of of Nazi Germany, the same thing. But it's wherever that wherever the state or country takes place of God. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and of course, we're always tempted to put something in the place of God, and uh, country is, can be as quickly made into an idol as anything else. Mm-hmm. And you can have this in a lot of different forms. I mean, a more gentle form is when you begin to take the perspective that um, – no other country should matter. So we don't need to engage in a positive way with other countries. We don't need to be concerned about um, being a good neighbor country to country um, where you begin to to form this almost an isolationism. Mm-hmm. And then the other unhealthy extreme to that is then you begin to say, oh, if isolation is bad, then the positive good is it's empire building and moving and expansion. <laughs> or saying that borders don't matter right, yeah. and we're just should be all one big happy universal nation, yeah. um, which doesn't work either historically. Well, mm-hmm. not yeah, not only does it not work um, practically or, or pragmatically, but it, it would actually be disobeying God. Like mm-hmm. at the Tower of Babel. Uh, the, the people joined together because they wanted to make a name that was great for themselves. And God God had already told them, no, disperse, be fruitful, be multiply. multiply. And then throughout the Bible, one of the doctrines is, is that God is the one who sets up the boundaries of the nations, Acts 17. And so, so maybe the Christian, maybe a, maybe a more liberal-minded Christian w- would be very attracted to the idea of, wait a second, Jesus wants us to love one another, and that also means uh, non-Americans, and so we should, loving them means tearing down our borders and letting them come in. But um, not only would that be unpatriotic, but that would be unbiblical. God's idea, it's God's idea to have boundaries and borders. Mm-hmm. And just to give an overused analogy, um, do, do countries have the right to have borders? Of course they do. And for the same reason, you have the right to lock your door at night mm-hmm. uh, and have a secure home. That, In fact, you have an obligation to your family. It's an extension of the Eighth Commandment. Thou shalt yes. not steal presumes private property. Yes. 
one of the glories of, and I use that sarcastically, of <laughs> humans is our ability to continually distort those good gifts that God has given. Uh-huh. And patriotism is, is no different. Love, a proper love for your country, is a good gift that God has given. And our sinfulness pushes us in, in unhealthy ways. Um, and you can see this, that in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 4 and 5, it's a bunch of contrasts that Paul is saying. It, don't walk as the Gentiles. Walk in the light. Walk in mm-hmm. wisdom. Walk in love. Um, so it's always this contrast of, okay, and I, this is the struggle. So Josh has been saying for the last so many days that we believe that the Bible, that doctrine, that the, the gospel intersects with how we live in all of the details of life, that that in each of these categories that you find yourself, you are applying biblical principles and truth in the gospel. That's where Christianity becomes difficult um, because you, you, we each have to seek to apply it well, um, both in Ephesians and Colossians. Um, Paul is going to say, we, you, we need to walk in a way that's worthy of the calling that we've received from God, that we, we need to live or walk in a way that's pleasing to him. And I would say that the, the, the struggle of the Christian life is trying to please God in our application. Yeah. Um, that are hard. That we're mm-hmm. it, it, missteps are easy, mm-hmm. um, and so we have to continually monitor our actions and our motives and our behavior to try to make sure that when we're trying to be Christian patriots, that we do so well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so that means that we also need to extend grace to our brothers and sisters in Christ who are also trying to apply Christian patriotism well. That we're all going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. um, so don't demonize. Engage in conversation. Yeah. Well, maybe another contrast of of healthy and unhealthy. That an unhealthy picture of patriotism is where you would go along with everything that your your country says, but an equally unhealthy version of patriotism. Well, I guess it's just the flip side of the coin is that you never criticize whatsoever, um, or you never dissent, or you never disagree. Um, it would be unhealthy to disagree about everything. It would be unhealthy to make a fight about every single policy that comes down the, the pipe. Look, as citizens, our duty is to submit and obey to our leaders in, in as far as they're not commanding us to violate God's law. That assumes that there's going to be some level of disagreement. If, if, if the government says, hey, you know, um, we're going to do such and such a policy that all of its citizens agree with, that's not obedience and submission. Obedience and the command to obey and submit is tested precisely when we disagree. So um, maybe there's a couple more of healthy, unhealthy contrasts. Oh, I, I was that was making a statement, not a question. Sorry. <laughs> so, so I, I guess maybe just to add, um, if you think that we're saying that being a patriot means um, sit down and shut up and and just mm-hmm. obey, we're not saying that. Um, we are saying obey well, and and obey as you would obey Christ. And where there is a clear violation of God's law. Um, we have a patriotic duty to obey God instead. Yeah, absolutely. And we also have an, an obligation um, as, as servants, as servants of Christ's 
as servants of Christ and servants of our neighbors, uh, we as Christians, we are called into service and, and to the service of our country, knowing that it's not perfect. There is mm-hmm. there, this side of heaven, there's not going to be any perfect country. There's not going to be any perfect nation. There's not going to be any perfect community. Uh, and so because we have Christian hope, we avoid cynicism and we avoid uh, just simply uh, having a, a jaundiced uh, and totally negative view of, of our society. Um, but I, I think service is a, a key word. What am I doing? What am I giving to, to, to help build the greater good of my community, of my country? Um, what contribution am I making? And, and yeah, we can find all kinds of flaws. Okay, well, w- well what am I doing to make my community, my country, a better place to live? Real quickly, we talked about this idea of making doing uh, doing things for the welfare of the country than what we're part of, and and one of the things is is not being unthinking and and being able to critique. Um, but I think one of the things that my political science teacher taught me in school was that if you don't have a better solution, um, then then maybe don't say anything as far as critique because you have nothing positive to offer. Everything you can find something wrong with everything. Yeah, but if you can't provide a critique and then make it better, then you're just being a complainer. Yeah. Um, and so I think that also applies in how we interact with, with the country in which we live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, don't forget to go to ReformationBoise.com. You can register for our upcoming conference, September 17th and 18th. It is Be Thou My Vision. It is on um, worship, uh, which I hope you have been listening to know that that, that encompasses all of life. Uh, go to ReformationBoise.com. You can sign up there. We'll see you next time.